In the beginning of the fourth Perik of Hilchis Beis Abchira, after the Rambam writes what was in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, that Evan Hoysab a Kodesh HaKadoshim b'ma'aravoy, that on the Mayriv, on the west side of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, there was a stone. On it was the Oroin lying. The Rambam continues and says, when Shloim HaMelech built the Beis HaMikdash, he knew that eventually it will be destroyed, so he built in it a place where to hide the Oroin, down beneath, below, in very hidden, deep, crooked pathways. And Yeshio HaMelech ordered that it should be hidden over there in the place that Shloima built. As the Pasuk says, Vayoymer, he said to the Levim, those that teach all of the Yidin, those that are holy to Hashem, to Nuis Aroin HaKodesh, place the holy Aroin in the house that Shloima ben David Melech Yisrael built. You're no longer going to be needing to carry the Aroin on your shoulders. Now go serve Hashem, your Eibishter. Along with the Aroin was also hidden the Matayar in the staff of Aroin, and all of these things did not return in Bayashenim. The Ramam continues and says that also the Urim Vitumim that were in the Bayez Shani didn't actually respond, didn't give answers, Beruach HaKodesh, etc. Says the Rebbe, we need to understand, and as Mepharshim ask, Lemayinav Kemina Lalacha, how is all of this relevant to Halacha, this whole elaboration and this whole story of where and how and through whom the Orin was hidden? We know that the words of the Rambam in his Sefer and Yada Chazaka are all Halacha, are all teaching us halacha, and something that halacha does not come out of it, and something that does not have a direct lesson in the way we need to act, and a knowledge that we need. So the Rambam's way is not to bring and deal with these things. So why is he bringing all of this? Furthermore, says the Rebbe, this idea of exactly how and where the Orin was hidden, is actually, there's a machloikas in the Gemara about it. There's a few way machloikas in the Gemara, what actually happened to the Orin. So why is it that the Rambam is over here deciding or paskin like one of the ways, if anyway the whole matter doesn't seem to be relevant to halacha? Says the Rebbe Mepharshim explain that there is a big need for the Rambam to teach us this, and this goes according to the shita of the Rambam in Perig Vav of Hilchus Beis Abchira, where he says that the Kedusha of the Beis Hamikdash was never nullified. And the Mepharshim explained that the Rambam holds that this is because the Kedusha of the Beis Hamikdash wasn't nullified. Why? This goes according to the opinion that the Aroin was hidden in the place of the Kedush HaKadoshim. And therefore, the Rambam tells us this halacha. And furthermore, another point, we know that there's a concept of Bias Mikdash. There's a prohibition in going into the Beis HaMikdash. So here again, it makes sense that it's dependent on this idea. Since the Pasuk says that coming into this holy place is all to do to going in, as the Pasuk says, to the place where the Orin is behind the curtain, etc. So therefore, we need to be told that the Orin is still there in a hidden place beneath the Kodesh HaKadoshim, and that's why one is not allowed to go in still into the Beis HaMikdash, and it still has the full holiness. Says the Rebbe, but Sarachiyun, we need to have further clarification in regards to this answer. Says the Rebbe, in addition to the fact that the Rambam himself says his reason of why it is that the Beis HaMikdash still has its Kedusha, that once it was made holy in its time, it was also holy for all, all future times. The Rambam says because the Kedusha of the Beis HaMikdash in Yerushalayim is because of the Shechina, and the Shechina is not bottle, the Shechina is, is not nullified, so therefore the Kedusha is always there. And therefore, seemingly, it's not relevant the exact spot of the Ori. 
In addition to this, says the Rebbe, it's not understood. According to this, all the Rambam had to say was briefly and clearly, the Aroin was hidden in its place in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. But the Rambam, number one, just says, boy, What is boy? He built in it a place where to hide the Aroin. The word boy, you could just, might think, just referring generally to the Beis HaMikdosh, which is what's being discussed earlier on in the Halacha. Possibly it's not even discussing the Kodesh HaKadoshim that was mentioned even earlier on. So in other words, if the whole point is to emphasize that it's hidden in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, it seems to be then the Rambam is missing the main point. He didn't mention the, the main point. The idea to emphasize that the Orion is hidden in the place of the Kodesh HaKadoshim is totally not emphasized and highlighted in the words of the Rambam. Question number two, says the Rebbe. If the Rambam's point is to say that because the Orion is there right now, that's why the Kedusha is there and so on, so then why is it that he doesn't bring the Pasuk that the Gemara brings? This is the proof for the opinion that says that it's in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. That the Orion is there until this day, which emphasizes that the Orion is there right now as well. Most importantly, says the Rebbe, this still doesn't answer why the Rambam does bring this, this opinion that Yeshiyahu was the one that hid the Oroin, which is totally seemingly irrelevant to the whole matter. And this is, in other words, this is, doesn't come in at all to the, the, the discussion of where exactly the Oroin was hidden, whether it's in the place of the Kodesh HaKadoshim or another opinion that it was in the Lishkas HaEitzim, one of the chambers where the wood was stored. Another point says that, but furthermore, in both of these ideas, both in regards to the hiding of the Orin, and who is the one that hid the Orin, the Rambam seems to be elaborating with many, many details. Number one, that Shloim HaMelech is the one that built a place where to hide the Orin. Number two, that the place was down below in hidden, deep, crooked play, uh, paths. Number three, the Yeshio HaMelech ordered that it should be it, it, to, to be hidden, doesn't, doesn't just say that he, that he hid it. it just Yeshua Melech ordered to hide it, etc. Number four says that, Rebbe, that he says that the Ramam says that he hid it in the place that Shloimeh built. Why doesn't he just say Vagonzo Shami? He hid it there. Number five says that Rebbe, he brings a raya from a pasuk and says the Rebbe number six. In addition to that, he's also quoting from the words of the pasuk that seemingly is not relevant to this proof. Where the Rambam says that he ordered to the Levim, that are the ones that teach all of the Yidden that are holy to Hashem, to put it in the place where Shloim ben David, Melech Yisrael, had built. And then he goes on and says, you don't have to carry the Arin anymore on your shoulder, now go serve Hashem. How is this all relevant to this proof that Yeshio HaMelech was the one that ordered to hide it in the place that Shloim built? And, and again, why is it Afkamina la halacha? What difference does it actually make in halacha? Says the Rebbe, another, some more things we need to understand. Number one, from the simple reading of the Rambam, the Yodasha Soifei Licharev, the Shloiman knew it's going to be destroyed, so he built a place in the Beis HaMikdash for it. It seems to be implying that Shloiman built this place in the Beis HaMikdash on his own, because Yoda, he knew that it's going to be destroyed. And this seems to be very strange. We know that all details, all parts of the Beis HaMikdash were built directly according to the Tzivu Yashem, the order of Hashem, as the Pasuk says, Hakoil, Biksav Miyad Hashem Olahizkel, that it was all written down and came down from Hashem to Shloima Amelech, exactly the plans and exactly how the Beis HaMikdash needs to be built. So how does it make sense suddenly to say over here that Shloima on his own is going to be building a place in the Beis HaMikdash?
Number two, says the Rebbe, why is the Rambam finishing off, and again with an arichus, in regards to the Urim Vitumim in the time of the second base Amigdash? Seemingly. Yes, it's true that the Urim and Vitumim have a certain common denominator with the Oroin that it also did not come back in the Bayez Shani in the same way as it was before. But seemingly this whole idea of the Urim Vitumim doesn't belong in Hilchas Beis Abkhira at all. This belongs to the Big Day Kuhuna. Which the place of Big Dikun is discussed in Hilchas Kleya Boy. In fact, the Rambam brings it there also. So why is the Rambam bringing over here this idea of the Hilchas Beis Abkhira? In Hilchas Beis Abkhira. Says the Rebbe, so we must say that the connection of Urim Vitumim to the Orin is not only because that's another thing that didn't come back the same way in the time of the second Beis Amigdosh, but that it's actually relevant to the point we're trying to make about the Orin. And that's why it's being brought in Hilchas Beis Abkhira together with the dinim of the Orin. Says the Rebbe, we're going to understand it by first looking at a diuk in the, in the, in the place where the Rambam had actually put in this halacha. That is, in the beginning of Hilchas Beis Abkhira, the Rambam starts off by saying, Eloin Advarim, these are the things that are ikar, that are our main point in the Binyan Abais and building the Beis Amigdash. The Rambam says we make a Kodesh, we make a Kodesh HaKadoshim, we make the Ulam and so on. Then the Rambam says, in the Migdash we make various different Kalim. He enumerates the different Kalim of the Beis HaMikdash and exactly where they are placed. The Rambam in Perek Beis and Gimel explains all about these Kalim. And then in Perek Revi in the fourth Perek, the Rambam is now discussing the actual shape and form of the structure of the Beis Hamikdash itself, the walls of the house, the Heichel, the gates, and so on and so forth. So here's the question. Seemingly, the place of the Oroin should be discussed together with the Kalim of the Beis Hamikdash. Again, that would be in the second and third Perik. So how does it make sense that the Arichus regarding this halacha of where the Oroin is hidden is in the fourth Perik, which is again discussing that Surah Sabai is the shape and structure of the building. Says the Rebbe, from this itself it's understood, that the fact that the Orin is in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, according to the Rambam, is actually a detail. It's part of Surah Sabai. It's part of the, the, the structure, the shape and form of the Beis HaMikdash itself. Meaning to say, the Orin is not just another Kali of the Beis HaMikdash, and its place happens to be in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, like different Kalim of the Beis HaMikdash have their own positions, this one's in the Heichol, etc. But rather, the Orin in the Kodesh HaKadoshim is as if saying it's part of the structure of the Kodesh HaKadoshim. It's part of what makes the Kodesh HaKadoshim the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Because the Orin is actually what makes the Beis HaMikdash a house for Hashem. As the Pesach says, this is the place where I'm going to meet you, and so on. In fact, says the Rebbe, this will also explain why the, Oro, the Rambam doesn't actually count the Orin as part of the Kalim of the Beis HaMikdash. Where he enumerates before, in the beginning of Hilchus Beis HaMikdash, he enumerates, a, he says, you make in the Beis HaMikdash various Kalim, and he mentions a few things that he doesn't even mention the Orin. Because in fact, the Orin is not a Kalim for itself, it's part of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, that's what the Orin is. A very different sort of idea than the rest of the Kalim. But if that's the case, if the Orin is such a crucial part of the building of the Kodesh HaKadoshim itself, and the Beis HaMikdash itself, so now we have a tremendous question. According to this will come out, that in the second Beis HaMikdash, where we didn't have the Orin in its place, in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, which as we just said, the Orin is part of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, 
then it would seem to be that the Kodesh HaKadoshim itself and the Beis HaMikdash itself is not Bishlemus, is not perfect, is not the way it's supposed to be. In other words, in the Beis HaMikdash, it's not just missing a certain detail, one particular keli missing in the Beis HaMikdash, but something that's a Iker Bebinyan Abayi, something that's a main part of the structure of the Beis HaMikdash. In order to take away this question, this is why the Rambam is bringing this whole Arichus regarding what happened to the Oren of how it was hidden. And this will help us understand why in the second Beis HaMikdash, in fact, there was nothing missing in the Binyan Abayis, in the Beis HaMikdash itself. How do we understand this? When the Rambam says that when Shloime built the Beis HaMikdash, he built a place where to hide the Oren, the Rambam does not mean, over here, this point is not coming to say, as we thought originally, he's coming to give us the Psaq HaLocha, where the Oren was put. Because as we said already before, what happened, happened. Like, my technically where it was hidden. The Rambam is actually giving us a chidush din in regarding to the binyan abayis and the building of the Beis HaMikdash. What is that? That the hiding of the Oroin is not only something after the fact or bidiyevet when there's no choice. We now have to look for a place where to put the Oroin. Rather, as the Beis HaMikdash was built, right from the outset it was set up, that the Aroin, so to speak, has two places in the Beis HaMikdash. There is number one, the Mokim Goli, the open and revealed place, on the Evan Sea in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. That's obviously the original primary revealed place of the Aroin. But at the same time, there's another place for the Kodesh Aroin being made. A place where to hide the Aroin down beneath the Kodesh HaKadoshim in, in, in deep, hidden places. But this place as well is L'Chathchila, part of the Beis HaMikdash. In other words, the hiding of the Orin is not something additional to the base of Migdash that's going to be done in order and at a time when we must hide it and protect the Orin, but rather it's a din lechatchila as part of the building of the base of Migdash. Meaning, just like for the Shlemus, for the perfection of the Beis HaMikdash, we need to build a place, the Kodesh HaKadoshim, where the Orin is going to stand on a regular basis originally in a revealed way. So too the Beis HaMikdash also has to have a place for the Oroin, a place where it's going to be hidden, within the Kodesh HaKadoshim. And in, with this itself, we're actually making sure that there will be the Nitzchi is the eternity of the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Since the Oroin is an important, integral part of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, there will always be a place for the Oroin within the Beis HaMikdash and the Kodesh HaKadoshim. So now the Rebbe goes back to speaking about what it means that Shloyman knew that it's going to be destroyed. When the Rambam says... He knew that it's going to be destroyed, he built a place. And we thought maybe it means that Shloyma decided on his own to do it. It says that Rebbe not Shloyma did it on his own. Rather what it means is Shloyma had to know when he's building the Beis HaMikdash that it's going to be destroyed. And he was told to build a place where to hide the Oroin. In other words, the Oroin must be in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. So if Shloyma HaMelech would just be told to build a place to hide the Oren, or he, rather he would just, he would just be told to build, to, to, to dig a place down beneath, but without knowing what's going to happen with this special tunnel that he's building, or this hiding place that he's building. What's gonna happen then is this place would have not become holy with the same Kedusha, a place for the Oren in the Kedusha Kadashim, if he doesn't know what the intended purpose for it is. This is what the Rambam is emphasizing, that Shloyman knew that it's going to be destroyed, and that's why he's building a place where to hide the Aroin. 
In other words, he's making a place where to hide the Oren. As the Rambam is emphasizing, that it was a place that was suitable for hiding. It's a place very deep down, in deep places, and crooked places, and so on. And therefore, he's going to be at Makadesh. He's going to sanctify it as a place for the Oren, and therefore as a part of the Kodesh HaKadoshim. So in other words, just go, to go back for a second. Because he knew, that's why he built it. He built it because he was told to build it. The point that we're emphasizing is that he's knew, he knew why he's building What's the point of it? So that he can make it holy, with the same holiness. Says the Rebbe, now we can also understand the other details that the Rambam adds. The Rambam continues and says, Yoshiyahu HaMelech ordered and hid it in the place where Shloyme built it. That is, in order to prove even more that the hiding of the Aryan in this place is not just the Indian of Bidiyevid, but Lechatchila, this is the way it was set up, that this should be the hidden place for the Aryan as a part of the Kodesh HaKadoshim. So the Rambam goes on and explains that also the way the Aryan was hidden was in a way, first of all, it wasn't during the time of the Churban, in a time of Bidiyevid, we have no choice, we need to do something right away. It's at the time that the Beis HaMikdash was actually currently not even in danger at all. As it's known, the power and the strength that the Yidin had in the time of Yeshio. Furthermore, the way he put it into this hiding place was very similar in the way the Orion was put into the Kodesh HaKadoshim through Shloyma HaMelech. Number one, says the Rebbe, the Rambam is Medayik, the Rambam says Yeshio HaMelech was the one to order to hide it. Similar to the way, who was the one that put it into the Kodesh HaKadoshim originally? Shloyma HaMelech. Number two, practically, who was the one that brings it in? So the Pasuk says, Halavim, Hamavinim, Lechol Yisroel, Akdoshim LaHashem. Those Meshavet Levi that teach the Yidin that are holy to Hashem, which as the Rebbe elaborates in the footnote over here, that this is actually referring to the Koyanim that are from Shevet Levi. So again, this is similar to like Shloim HaMelech, that the Koyanim are the ones that bring in the Oren Bris Hashem into its place. And furthermore, says the Rebbe, that's why the Pasuk uses the expression, place the Oren HaKodesh into the house that Shloyma made. Meaning, it's not a matter of siluk, in other words, taking away, quickly get it away from the place where it's now, let's put it somewhere else. But the opposite, we're going to place it into a, in, somewhere where it belongs, into the house that Shloyma made for it. And this is why the Rambam also brings the end of the Pasuk, where he says, you're no longer going to be carrying the Orient on your shoulder. Now go serve Hashem. Because what's he saying? That even though the Orient is now going to be hidden, and therefore you don't have the opportunity to be able to be carrying it, but it's not as if there's going to be something lacking now in the avoid of the Beis HaMikdash. Go serve Hashem. In the Beis HaMikdash, because there's nothing lacking, nothing missing in the integral part of the Beis HaMikdash itself. Says the Rebbe, now we're also going to understand why the Rambam finishes off of the Arichos regarding the Urim, the Tumim, in the time of the Bayez Shani. The Rambam is coming to bring an example for this halacha that we were just speaking about, the Urim. We just explained that even during the time of the Bayez Shani, the Urim is considered Beshlemus, it's in its place, even though in a revealed way it is technically some sort of change, we don't see the Urim, but nevertheless it's Beshlemus in its designated special place. The Rambam is telling us the same thing is true in a very similar way with the Urim V'tumim at the time of the Bayez Shani. According to the Rambam, the Urim V'tumim were in their full Shlemus also in the Bayez Shani. In other words, on the one hand, yes, there was a big change. They weren't a change. They weren't responding. They weren't giving answers. We weren't able to hear the answers. We weren't able to feel the Gilui of the Urim V'tumim as it was in the Bayez Shani. 
But at the same time, physically the Urim Vitumim was there Bishlemus, and therefore, as the Ramam concludes, they make up the, the amount of Bugadim or the Koyen Gadol, there's still nothing missing. Just like we say regarding the Urim, in a revealed way it's not there, but still there's nothing missing. Says the Rebbe, according to all of this, we have an amazing Chidush, not only in regards to the, 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 the Kedusha, that it's still in its most perfect way in the time of the second Beis HaMikdash, and that the Kodesh HaKadoshim is still considered Bishlemus, and the Orin is still considered in its place, but in fact it also brings out something amazing regarding the Kedusha of the first Beis HaMikdash. How is that? Even though B'chitsoini is on an external level, the, the first Beis HaMikdash was not an eternal Beis HaMikdash, clearly it was able to be destroyed, destroyed and it was destroyed, Sorry, a second over here. <sighs> Sorry, my apologies. But the is, nevertheless, even in, the, in this, the first base, I make the Jews an element of Nitzchi, it's an element of eternity. Why? Because we're saying in the base Hamikdash, there was a place to hide the Oroin. In other words, a place that's not going to be destroyed, and the Oroin remains there, Ad Hayoim until today. The Rebbe goes back to something we mentioned before. The Rambam says that the first Kedusha was not only for its time, it's also for all future times. But now the Rebbe is adding something much more than that. It's not only because, as the Rambam said before, that the Kedusha is because of the Shechina, and the Shechina is always there in that particular place. And the, but you might think, but, the, but as far as the Beis Hamikdash is concerned, in other words, the general place, yes, the Shechina is there, but the Beis Hamikdash is destroyed. But the Rebbe says, no, the Ramam is teaching us something deeper over here, that even within the building itself, it has a certain element, a certain aspect that's forever and always. That's in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, was L'Chathchila built in a way, both for its time and for the future, because it has this special hiding place. Says the Rebbe, According to all of this, we have a new depth and a new understanding in the connection between all the three Bate Mikdash. That is, it's not as if there are three separate Bate Mikdash, which have some sort of connection to each other. But mainly, they are like one Beis Hamikdash, one continuation. Why is that? Because the second Beis Hamikdash and the third Beis Hamikdash, in a very, very important part, integral part of it, is not a new house. It's rather the first Beis Hamikdash, that a, a very important part of it is still there in eternal way, as we said, and it's just being rebuilt, renovated, but it's still the same thing. In other words, because already in the first Beis Hamikdash, it was established already, something that's going to be there for then and for all future times, and that's including the second Beis Hamikdash and the third Beis Hamikdash. The Rebbe says this is similar to what we know regarding Tchiyas HaMesim. That is, it's not that they're going to be completely new bodies by Tchiyas HaMesim. But rather, it's the bodies are going to be rebuilt from the etzem luz, from the luz bone, which was in the previous body, in which could never be destroyed, it could never get lost, and never be disintegrated completely. And the guf is being rebuilt from that. And the same thing, says the Rebbe, is true, that there is always this aspect of the Kodesh HaKadoshim remaining. Says the Rebbe, so this is the pshat that Bona Boy Mokim, that Shloyme built a place with a high daring. The place of the Orin is like this etzim, this very essence, the very main part of the Beis HaMikdash, in which it's not shayich to be destroyed. And from that part is rebuilt the second Beis HaMikdash and finally the third Beis HaMikdash. Says the Rebbe, this halacha in Rambam brings out also some amazing ideas regarding the general idea of Churban and Golos. 
That is, in the base Amigdash itself, on its own, would have never actually been able to be destroyed. Meaning, Goyim on their own, Chas v'shalom, have absolutely no power over the base Amigdash, the house of Hashem. The only way it's possible for it to be destroyed is only because within the base Amigdash itself, as it was being built, there was some, some, some opportunity, some room was being given, an ability was being given that the Chorban should be able to happen. The actual fact that we're leaving a place for the time when the Beis HaMikdash is going to be destroyed, we'll put the orange there. The Rebbe says this is true, similar to what we say regarding Yidin generally, that a Goya on his own never has any power over a Yid, unless the Yid somehow through his own actions gives the, go- the Goya some room for that. In fact, the Rebbe says, not only a Goya doesn't have power over a Yid, but even Lahavdal based in and the whole Pamal Yishol has no power over a Yid. The only way they can paskin uh, something over a Yid is only if somehow they get that the Yid himself is agreeing to this verdict, as explained in other places. And this is what the Rambam is saying, that the fact that there could be a Churban Beis HaMikdash is only because when Shloyme built a Beis HaMikdash, not only did he know that it's going to be eventually destroyed, but within the building itself, he put something in, he gave, he left room for the concept of Churban. He's building it in a place where we're going to be hiding the Orin. But, says the Rebbe, from the actual fact that in, from the time of the building of the Beis HaMikdash, and all of the Simcha and the tremendous Shturim that happened at that time, Shloim is actually thinking at the time of the Churban Abayis, and he's even doing things in connection to that, that itself teaches us that even the Churban is in reality Noigeya and brings to the whole purpose of the building of the Beis HaMikdash. How do we understand this? Because the Churban of the Beis HaMikdash is not Chas V'Sholoim, but Chas V'Sholoim for the sake, for the purpose of Churban itself. It's only that we get to something even better and greater. What's known as Yerida Tzorech Aliyah, descent, in order to get to a higher ascent. Ultimately, to the building of the third Beis HaMikdash, which is going to be an everlasting Beis HaMikdash, and then we're going to have the Shleimus in the Binya Beis HaMikdash. That's going to be the building that Hashem Himself makes. As the Pasuk says, Mikdash Adnai Koinonu Yodecha. So this is what the Rambam is saying. When Shloim built the Beis HaMikdash, and automatically, as we said, he knew that it's going to be eventually destroyed. Why does he know it's going to be destroyed? Because the actual fact that it's a human being building it, that itself is already leaving room, that it can't last forever and it's going to be destroyed. And this is why he's building a place where to hide the Orin. But at the same, in other words, on the one hand, he's putting Lechatchila in, into the building, he's leaving room for the Churban. But why? In order that later we'll be able to come to a greater Aliyah as a result of that descent of the Churban, the greater Aliyah of the third Beis HaMikdash. This idea, says the Rebbe, that, that it's eventually going to be destroyed is for the sake of the Aliyah itself, is emphasized in this itself, that Shloyme is making a place in the Beis HaMikdash to hide the Aroin, which contains these two extremes together. That means... On the one hand, it's showing that it's a base Amigdash that's eventually going to be destroyed. That's why we're making a hiding place for the Orin. But on the other hand, the purpose of building this place to hide the Orin, as we said, is to ensure that there's going to be the Nitzchias, the eternity of the Orin in the base Amigdash. Because through that, we ensure that even in the Bayashani, there won't be really anything missing in the Binyan Abayas itself. And even furthermore, that ensures that the Orin itself will remain complete and from it will be rebuilt. The third base Amigdash has explained earlier. Says the Rebbe, according to all of this, we could also explain 
the three different expressions that Rambam brings over here about the Mokka in the place where the Orin was hi- hidden. And the Rambam says, it's in hidden places, Amukka is very deep, Akalkalo is very crooked places. The Rambam is coming to hint over here to this advantage that comes as a result of the Beis HaMikdash by when we, that Shloyme builds the place where to hide the Orin. And that is again, that even though Bechitsoinius, it's connected to the idea of a Churban, that eventually be destroyed. But as we said, really, ultimately, it's Davka through this Yerida. When we correct it through Tshuva, etc. The whole purpose is the Aliyah that comes out of it. Because then is revealed the greatest Matmoinius Amukos, these hidden deep places, meaning the highest levels of Elikus, that on their own, they're very, very deep and very, very hidden. The says Lashon Rabbim, in other words, very, lots of very, very deep levels, as the Pasuk says, Omwaik, Omwaik, Miyim Tzenu, it's so deep, who could ever find it? Meaning to say through a regular Avoidah, it cannot be reached in a direct way. And we can draw it down. But it's specifically through the Avoidah of Tshuva, which comes from the fact that a Yid is acting in a way originally, not the way Hashem made him to be Yosher, to go straight. But he's going, to use again the Rambam's turn, Akalkalis in crooked ways. But Davka that draws down the Akalkalis, these crooked, non-straight ways, in a positive way, in a great way that we're drawing down these deepest, deepest hidden levels that cannot come down in a straight way. But Davka come down through these crooked paths, what's called Urchoyzer, Davka through the idea of Tshuva and so on. And this will all be Begilu in the third base Hamikdash, the everlasting building.